0: Welcome in everybody, 5280 Sports Network, 5280sportsnetwork.com. It's time for the Broncos Blitz for Thursday, June the 1st, 2017. Welcome in to the parking lot of the UC Health Training Center, a rainy parking lot. The skies have opened up uh, and a, a steady downfall, uh, downfall, downpour, downfall, that's bad, uh, downpour, not so bad. Now upon us here at the Denver Broncos headquarters, where about, oh, now an hour and a half ago, maybe almost two hours ago, the Broncos wrapped up their third and final practice of this week's OTA period. They will continue this OTA process for a couple more weeks, followed by a mini camp, and then they are out of here for uh, their little, little uh, end of June through most of July break. And then they'll be back here for training camp. I will be here as well. I'm Jake Marsing, 5280sportsnetwork.com's managing editor and Broncos beat writer. Typically joined here on this little pod by uh, my friend and partner Ryan Green. Ryan had uh, more important things to do. He's out shooting a student film involving different forms of snob... I was going to tell a joke going to go down a very difficult, dark path, but I'll, uh, I'll drop it. Hey, you're going to hear rain in the background because as you know, this podcast comes to you each and every week from the parking lot of the UC Health Training Center. We just come out to our cars and talk about the Broncos. There's nothing wrong with that. I, by the way, am in a very nice new, uh, Nissan Rogue, 2009 Nissan Rogue from my good friends at Internet Auto Brokers up in Longmont. I'm going to try and get them to sponsor this here program, but, uh, in the meantime, I'm just out here hanging out uh, talk some Broncos with you. wrote a piece that just went up on the site a little while ago about the quarterback situation, so I thought it would be good if you and I just had a heart-to-heart about the Denver Broncos quarterback situation. You can find the piece at 5280sportsnetwork.com. You may be listening to this podcast embedded in that piece at 5280sportsnetwork.com. Bottom line, when it comes to Paxton Lynch and Trevor Simeon it's extraordinarily close right now and mostly it's close because we just don't have enough information it's like an election when a guy says oh it's too early to call Uh, this is way too early to call Vance Joseph said as much on Tuesday uh, when the OTA period was open to the media I was here for most of that practice had to cut out a little bit early But I saw just about what everybody else saw. I saw Trevor Simeon continue to be smart with the football, continue to do fairly easy, make make easy throws, do things uh, to protect the football, not take a ton of chances, even in seven-on-seven drills, which is not exactly what you want to see. As I mentioned in the piece, I think coaches look to see more aggressiveness in practice, more aggressiveness in 7-on-7 and 11-on-11. Not 7-on-7, not 11-on-11. When you're not playing 11-on-11. When you're in a 7-on-7, a 9-on-7 drill, that's the time to really show off your aggressiveness, to be uh, not reckless with the football, but to take chances with the football. If you're taking checkdowns consistently in 7-on-7... I think that says something about you as a quarterback, and that's something that happened with Trevor Simeon really throughout training camp last year, and it's continued to happen. That's just kind of who Trevor is. He's going to make smart plays. He's going to make the safe play. That doesn't always mean he's going to make the best play. So the decision that the Broncos have to make is kind of a tough one. It's a tough one between a quarterback and Trevor Simeon always looking to make the safe play, but not necessarily the best play. And a guy in Paxton Lynch who is extraordinarily raw but has these unbelievable physical gifts that even I think people who who really look down on Paxton Lynch aren't going to argue that he's the more physically gifted player because he is. I mean, athletically, he's more physically gifted. He's got a better arm, more mobile, but that, and, and I'll readily admit that, and I've been somebody who's been very adamant that the Broncos should play Paxton Lynch, uh... That doesn't make a quarterback. A quarterback is many other things. A quarterback is an ability to read defenses, an ability to make smart plays with the football. And Paxton has to get better at those kinds of things. I'm going to open the door here because it's hot in my car. Uh, (laughs) um, He has to get better with those kinds of things. He has to show an ability to consistently make safe throws, consistently be accurate with the football, do those sorts of things that you need to do in order to, to be an NFL starting quarterback. And that's been the difficulty that he's had, is make the NFL kinds of plays that lead to you being a consistently successful starter in this league for a long, long time. Trevor Simeon, meanwhile, has had his own share of struggles. He struggles to make plays down the field. He struggles to be the more dynamic playmaker. If you could just take elements of Paxton Lynch's game and elements of Trevor Simeon's game and put them into one quarterback, I think you'd get a darn good NFL player. But you don't get that. So the argument that I continue to make, and I, and I, I don't make the argument in the piece, but I think I lay out the argument. I lay out the case for Lynch. Not necessarily making the argument, but I have made it on this show. I believe that the Broncos made a, a significant investment when they traded up to go get Paxton Lynch. They moved from 31 to 26. I need to go back and change that fees, I just realized. Uh, they moved from 31 to 26 to go up and get uh, Lynch. They move up significantly to go get him. That's a lot of capital that you have to get up to get a player that John Elway clearly believed at the time was going to be his franchise quarterback Uh, in the nearer and foreseeable future. Uh, And and it didn't quite work out that way last season. I thought it could have. I thought it probably should have. And now you're in a position where Trevor Simeon is potentially going to be the guy again this year. And that's not a bad thing. Again, we've talked on this show about media bias and our guys rooting for other guys. Ultimately, I don't care. I don't care who gets the job. I just believe that the better option for the organization is to play the guy that you have more invested in. It's a simple business practice. You have a lot more invested in Paxton Lynch, not just monetarily, but in terms of the draft pick, in terms of the compensation you gave up to get the draft pick. You have a ton invested in this kid. And to simply let him sit on the bench it is silly. It's just bad business. And that's been the argument that I've made uh, many, many times before, and it's the reason that first-round draft picks typically play pretty quickly when their quarterbacks was talking with cecil lammy of 104.3 the fan earlier today and cecil mentioned to me you know jake the only quarterback who's ever at least in recent memory has been a first round draft pick and never really gotten the chance even to be a starting quarterback to be handed the reins by his team is Johnny Manziel, and he's right. A lot of quarterbacks have been taken in the first round and ultimately failed. I can list a a long, long list of them. Uh, There's, oh goodness, just shut the door and turn off my lights. There's uh, Matt Liner comes to mind, Brandon Whedon, Uh, you know, on and on and on. Robert Griffin III, on and on and on. Guys who were taken high in these last several drafts but have ultimately not lived up to that billing. That happens. But in all of those cases, those quarterbacks were given the opportunity to fail. And they did fail. And teams even tried to work them through their failures, and they still continued to struggle. And that's what's missing here. Paxton Lynch, in my opinion, needs to be given the opportunity to fail might he fail yeah he might fail as you might hear storm sirens by the way going off out here now at the uc health training center pretty pretty regular occurrence when the weather gets a little bit crummy but uh he's been given he hasn't been given the opportunity to fail yet he needs to be given that chance to fail he needs to be handed the keys to this car just like i was handed the keys to my new car and, and make something happen can he possibly I think he needs to, and I think ultimately that's what's going to happen out here. And the the biggest indicator for me, not just the things that I've been told, not just what players have mentioned to me, and I, I mentioned some of that in the story, the biggest thing that I've been kind of coming to the conclusion of when it comes to Lynch, Trevor Simeon was a 14-game starter for you last year. He led your team to an 8-6 and six record, I believe Trevor was, uh, as a starter, including that half game at Tampa Bay that that Paxton Lynch really kind of sealed up for them in what I think is still the the best quarterback play that they got uh, all last season now was it necessarily technically sound did he make reads and do all the things that you want a quarterback to do in that half against Tampa no he kind of freewheeled, but it worked Uh, it will work when teams were able to watch tape on him and prepare for him probably not but it worked in that instance, and that game went on Trevor's record as a win. So an 8-6 starter for you last year, uh, an impressive starter in many ways, a guy who was handed kind of a, a tough bill of sale and managed things well. He He did what he was asked to do, which is impressive in and of itself. That, I think, is his long-term NFL future, a guy who can handle tough situations, including when the starting quarterback is down, and come in and play fairly well and and potentially even win games for your team. That's Trevor Simeon. He is a long-term, in my opinion, NFL backup to a bottom-of-the-league starter. Meanwhile, and we've talked about this, Paxton Lynch has the potential to be much, much, much more than that. That's ultimately the conundrum for the Broncos. Do you go with the safe play, or do you take a chance on a guy... Who could be either very, very good or very, very bad, and that's the decision that the Broncos have to make. But ultimately, because he's a first-round pick, because he's a player that you invested a ton in, I think he will ultimately be given the opportunity to do uh, to do this job and to make things uh, to make this work out for him. So that's kind of where things sit at the quarterback position as of right now. As OTAs continue, and look, it's an unenviable decision that the Broncos are going to have to make. I, uh, I mean, I don't know that I could make it right now. Certainly not right now because we're so early in this process. Brandon Marshall spoke to the media earlier today, and he was asked about this quarterback situation, and this is what he said. And I frankly agree, it's a, it's going to be a tough call uh, because both those guys, like Brandon, say, uh, said, are, are just competing. I mean, they're competing, man. They're competing. They have a new offense. They're still learning. Um, Mike McCoy has brought a lot of uh, juice to the offense. I love the offense, personally. Um, you know, Paxton has that, the arm you dream of. Um, you know, Simeon has the accuracy and, and the mind that you dream of. So, um, you know, I think it's going to be a good battle, so we'll see. We'll see. We'll see how things turn out on the quarterback front. Some other news and notes out here from the UC Health Training Center today as the Broncos continue their OTA work. Lots of talk out here about Vance Joseph and about this defense. We heard from Brandon Marshall, and we heard from his uh, compatriot there, the inside linebacking core. We heard from Todd Davis. Now, Todd had some things to say, uh, and Brandon both had some things to say about the bulk of that's been added along the defensive line. That's been the Broncos' focus in the offseason in many respects so on the defensive side, is to improve their run defense, which, as we talked about on this show last year, was not not any good. Uh, they want to improve their run defense by adding bulk up front. Pecco, uh, that's a guy who absolutely could add some bulk. Uh, both guys as well mentioned the, the young pit player who the 350 pounder who came in the, the UDFA he, he was mentioned today lots of guys out here talking about the bulk that this defense has added and the defense's continued ability to maintain that same level of play that we've seen from them over the last two seasons I think that they can the more I hear from this defense the more I look at this defense the more convinced I am that they're not going to give up much I think it'll be Difficult in the early going as they get used to how Joe Woods calls a game, but I think by the time that we get into November and December, when it comes to be winning time, this team is really going to be clicking on all cylinders defensively. Now, will they be clicking on all cylinders uh, offensively? Only time will tell on that front, and I think it's going to be a difficult question that they're going to have to answer. I think that they could. I think that they absolutely could be in a really good position at that point. But we will have to find out how things work out once uh, once that happens. So it's starting to get a little bit lightning-y in the car. I think we, we hit on enough out here today. Uh, Broncos quarterback competition going to continue to roll. Broncos looking to add bulk defensively. Uh, by the way, I want to give a shout-out. Jeff Morton, the King of Thornton. Joining the Denver, uh, joining, uh, the 5280 Sports Network team as our new Nuggets editor, contributor, columnist. We'll come up with a better title for him down the road. But follow him on Twitter at King of Thornton. We had him on, uh, the mornings of 5280 show on My Life Sports Radio earlier today. Very, very impressed, uh, by, by, by just by him. He's a good dude. We're thrilled to have him on board to lead our Nuggets coverage into next season follow him on Twitter at King of Thornton listen to the interview we should be getting content from Jeff in the very near future so you want to check that out of course my partner Ryan Green will be back on um, uh, Tuesday next week Tuesday when they open back up and he'll be hosting in absence of Nate Lundy he will be filling in with Sean Drotar tomorrow on Friday uh, 7 to 9 AM 1340 FM 1047 MileHighSports.com you will want to check that out Out. Uh, Yeah, so for my partner Ryan Green, give him a follow on Twitter at rgreen5280. I'm Jake D. Marsing on Twitter. We'll be back with another Broncos Blitz next week. We'll hopefully have a little bit more in-depth insight for you on some of the things that are going out here at practice. Read that story up at 5280sportsnetwork.com. Check out some of the other things on the site. We're going to have more Broncos content later today through the night. We may do something on uh, on what uh, Van, on what Todd Davis and uh, and uh, Todd Davis and Brandon Marshall had to say. Other than that, we'll continue to keep you updated throughout the day. Follow me on Twitter at Jake D Marsing. I'll have all the Broncos updates that you need going forward. Hey, we will look forward to hearing from you again. Shout out to the King of Thornton, the newest member of our 5280 Sports Network team. Give us a follow there at 5280 Sports Net For everybody at 5280sportsnetwork.com, I'm Jake Marsing. This is the Broncos Blitz.